You're listening to A Step Forward, Episode 9. Welcome to A Step Forward, a podcast for orientation and mobility specialists. I'm your host, Cassie Maloney. Orientation and mobility specialists are changing the way that people with visual impairments view themselves, view their world, and are able to travel in the most independent way possible. Join me every week for simple how-to strategies and inspiring conversations that will help you get from where you are to where you want to be. If you're ready, we're about to rock and roll. Let's take a step forward. This is A Step Forward, episode nine. It's going to be all about holiday activities. The weather here, as it gets closer to the holidays, has gotten so much colder in the Northern Hemisphere. Today, I wanna talk about some activities that you can do with your students that don't require being outside. In fact, they are all holiday activities that you can do to stretch out that weird time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know that time, I like to call it the sludge because you have so much going on. The schools are having different parties on different days. Your students are getting scheduled and rescheduled. There might be exams in there. There might be school plays. There might be some parties. There's just a lot happening. And it's a time of year, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, where it gets kind of cold. If you're, you know, around any of the latitude around like Texas and above, you might want to start looking at things to do inside because crossing streets outside in the cold is not very fun. It's effective, but not very fun. So I'm going to share three fun holiday lesson plan ideas that you can take and run with them. And they're not going to be the things that you usually do. These are things that are a little bit different. So I hope you enjoy it. So let's just get into it, friends. The first idea that I have for you is to take our typical scavenger hunt idea. You know how you usually go around the school and maybe you place things on different classrooms' doors or you have different clues to different places. What you're going to do is you're going to take that same idea, but you're going to go to Target. How awesome. If you don't live near Target, choose a different store that's big enough and has different departments and is a really fun place to be. If that's Walmart or Tom Thumb, I can't think of any other stores. I don't know very many besides Amazon, but me, Amazon, and Target, we're all cool. So I'm going to choose Target and we're just going to run with this. Here's the idea for you. And I'm going to give it to you in the longest, most advanced possible way. So that way you can break it down as much as you need to for your student. All right. Because each of these activities doesn't just have to be one lesson plan. It can be a series of lesson plans that builds up to something really fun. This is the time for us where our students might have come back from Thanksgiving break and they might be a little slow going. They might have been given sugar before you got there. They might be having a little sugar crash. They might be looking forward to something else that isn't your lesson. And so I like to just take this time and keep it really fun. And one of those ways is to take my students to a store, which is indoors and something that we typically do, but to combine a scavenger hunt within the store. So still using that same idea of going to Target, here are some things that you might want to do. You could grab a store map from the store before your lessons or see if you can download it online. In there, 
just getting the map, you have a lot of conversations about going into a store, soliciting assistance. You can also, if you use a computer to download the map, then there's technology skills within that as well. And you're going to want to have the student find items that motivate them. Now, whether or not you can buy them, whatever. And your student can use a monocular inside or they can solicit assistance or if they are an independent shopper, then they can go shopping for those items. If you wanted to take it up a notch and include some math, that's a really great idea as well. Set it up however you want. You can tell them the exact item. You can tell them some clues about each item and have them guess the item and then go find it. You can give them a certain section and a price and have them pick their own item, however you want to work it. The key here is that you want to include traveling to the store within your curriculum. You want to include some maps if you can, soliciting assistance, buying things if possible, budgeting if they need that, and if they have a monocular, you can also include the use of a monocular. You can just stick to one section of the store or you can make it as broad as the whole store in and of itself, which is why this lesson plan is so great because it doesn't necessarily matter the level of your student. Then the next idea is a take on the classic hot cocoa lesson. Have you ever taken your student to go get or make hot cocoa? It's super fun when it's nice and cozy and cold outside, but this idea is gonna take it up a notch and you know how we all love our flavored or specialty Starbucks drinks. It tends to add a little something, a little extra oomph to our drink. You know, maybe it's a mint flavoring or maybe it's like extra marshmallows, whatever the case may be. I had a student who really loved the vanilla Frappuccinos because they have no caffeine, tons of sugar, but no caffeine. So the idea here is to choose a drink of choice and replicate it. And you can, again, spread this out over many lessons, but what you'll want to do is locate the recipe online. So you've got your assistive technology skills with just looking the recipe up online, and then you'll want to have them look up the address to the nearby grocery store and figure out how they're going to travel to that grocery store. If you can, take Uber or a taxi or another rideshare service or public transportation of some sort. It's a lot more engaging than if you were to drive them, but just driving them is also fine. The key is that they are involved every single step of the way and that they get to really experience the skill of planning a route, even if they're not actually driving. One way that you can do that is by giving them a smartphone with maps on it and have them track where you're going. That's the same skill that they would use anytime they do get into a taxi or any other rideshare service. You'll always want to have them track their ride anyway. So that's just a good skill to have, even if they are too young to be practicing ride sharing or public transportation. And then, of course, you'll go to the store and pick up the items. And again, within that, you'll have soliciting assistance. And then you'll also have budgeting as well. Now, the cool thing about this, instead of just your regular hot cocoa, is that your students probably haven't heard those ingredients before. They probably don't already go get them. So if you have students who have low vision, they might, you know, actually have to look for an item. You have students who go to the grocery store and they know exactly where they're going. And it's like, why did we even come here? Like, I have nothing to teach you. You come to this grocery store all the time and you always get the same stuff. And that's cool. 
but you make them choose something new or with an ingredient that's new to them. I'm sure many of our students probably don't know what mint extract is or almond extract or orange extract. And you can put a little bit of flavoring of that in their drink of choice or whatever you guys decide to make. Then it gives them a little bit of an opportunity to learn about the store in a new way. I also really love to get little mini marshmallows that aren't attached to my hot cocoa packets and make hot cocoa on my own. Also, mini marshmallows are delicious. So if you happen to have them nearby at all times, it's probably a-okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that the marshmallow company here in America sells like these little marshmallows that are kind of like in Lucky Charms. They're like almost freeze-dried-y marshmallows. They're teeny tiny and you just sprinkle them on whatever you want them to go on. They're amazing. So you can buy that and then you can buy a hot cocoa mix separately or you can just buy regular unsweetened chocolate and sugar and get some milk from the cafeteria or even powdered milk. You can make this as extensive as you want, or you can make it as simple as you want. This could be a simple like, oh my gosh, it looks like it might snow today. What do we have on campus? Let's go to the cafeteria and then let's grab some honey from a classroom or some vanilla extract or some sugar and make a vanilla steamer. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything really big. And then the next idea is my favorite. And it's because this is something that I learned how to teach at an intervener training that I went to. And this was really targeted for my students with deaf blindness, but I found across the board, my students lacked these skills. And this one skill that I'm about to share, but I'm sharing it in a really fun way, really has implications across the board. I mean, I had no idea how tough it was for my students because it's something that you and I do probably all the time. And that is throwing a party. How fun would that be if you start right now? It's the week of Thanksgiving as this airs. So happy Thanksgiving to those of you guys in America and those of you guys who celebrate. How fun would it be to take these next three weeks party? A couple parties that I've planned include holiday parties. I've had end of the year pancake parties. I'll explain that a little bit later. But the premise is you didn't get smashed like a pancake. Therefore, I will make you pancakes and we'll have a pancake party. It was kind of a way to bring it all together in a not so morbid, but kind of morbid way about the honest consequences about what could happen if you don't do O&M correctly. So with that, you'll want to have them use a calendar and plan this party. It can be two or three weeks in advance. I've even had students with multiple impairments and students with autism be able to plan two or three weeks in advance. If that's the case and they're not already on a monthly calendar, talk with their teacher about getting them on a monthly calendar. It might help them get through the holidays to know when they're going to come back, but it might also help them to just start to broaden their horizons. And it doesn't have to be something that they use all the time if they're not on a monthly calendar yet, but you can start to just talk about it and have it laid out. You'll want it to be some sort of like actual calendar, not just something that you talk about. You'll want to have like an actual calendar in some way, tactile symbols, braille. I've taken a huge carpet square before and I've glued some pipe cleaners on there. And then I just, you know, the boxes and put the dates. And it was really simple. This one just had braille, but you could definitely use some tactile symbols. So you'll want to have them start planning a party and actually set the date and then work backwards and determine when do they need to send the invitations. 
to go to the post office to send invitations or to figure out how to email invitations or you can even make cards for the invitations and hand them out, travel all around school. And then after the invitations are sent, then you go shopping for this party and they can help you decide what they're going to serve. You can get together with your students' teachers and see if they want to join in on it. It can be something so simple as serving like goldfish and pretzels or making hot cocoa for everybody or something really simple that doesn't have any allergens and doesn't cost a lot of money. The whole point here is to teach our students to plan for the future a little bit more than they probably are. And then once they've sent the invitations and then they go shopping, then it's time to host the party. And what fun is that? I mean, that could be as elaborate or as simple as you want it to be. If you guys have any cafeterias or if you have any student kitchens, you can have it in that. I mean, you can have it in a little hallway. I love hosting parties with many students, but even if it's just like one student inviting their other friends, a way to get them traveling and engaged with planning in the future, engaged with maps, and engaged with shopping in real-world applications that's also functional for what's going on in their life right now. You can make a social story about all three of these activities or an experience story, however you want to spin it, and really make it like a seasonal thing in a way that's just really, really fun. So those are my ideas for you today. This week specifically, my oldest kiddo is going to be home, and I'm so excited to have him home. And we're going to be doing Thanksgiving just as a little family of four. So I hope that you are enjoying your Thanksgiving break. If you are on a Thanksgiving break, come hang out with me on Instagram at the at sign Cassie, K-A-S-S-Y, Maloney, M-A-L-O-N-E-Y. And I will see you there. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.